Welcome, I'm Michelle Berkey, and this is Praying Scripture, a weekday broadcast where we use God's own words to honor Him and to talk to Him about the things going on in our life and in our world. Join me as we dive into episode 59 today and pray our way through Philippians 3, 1 through 6. But before we do that, we're going to start with a bit of what we call worship prayer. This week, we're talking about the fact that God is transcendent. Now, that's a big theological term. To transcend means to exist above and independent from, to rise above, surpass, or succeed. By this definition, God is the only truly transcendent being in existence. He created all things, and yet He exists above and independent from them. Hebrews 1.3 tells us that all things are upheld by His mighty power, yet He is upheld by Himself alone. Because He is transcendent, He is unknowable, by definition beyond the capacity of our understanding. His holiness and His righteousness are also beyond our capacity to understand. One commentator says about the whole idea of God being transcendent, God's transcendent nature strives to keep him distant and remote from his creation in space and time. Yet on the other hand, his imminent nature works to draw him near to his creation and to sustain the universe. God's love for his creation is so great that we see his imminence overshadowing his transcendence. This becomes clear in his incarnate son, Jesus Christ, as he breaks through the barrier of sin and separation to draw all mankind back to a close, personal relationship. We see God not only choosing to draw near to his creation, but personally come into the hearts and minds of his people through the indwelling power of his spirit. This is the miracle of God's transcendence. Here is the verse that we are using to pray this today. It is Isaiah 55, 8 and 9. Here's what it says. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Let's pray. Father, we honor you today for your transcendence. Your thoughts are not our thoughts. Even when we think we know and understand, there's no way we can comprehend the mighty amazingness that you are. (laughs) Really, that was a theological term, right? The mighty amazingness of God. Your ways are not our ways. The heavens are so much higher than the earth. Your ways are that much higher than ours. Your thoughts are not our thoughts. We cannot hope to comprehend. And yet... The miracle of our relationship is that you come into our hearts and minds in a way that bridges that gap that we never can. I am honoring you today for that and worshiping you today for the fact that that just that alone, your transcendence alone, demands my worship, deserves my worship, and you have it. We honor you today, and we thank you for that today, and we ask that as we move forward into this time of prayer, that you will use this time to your purpose, that you would draw whoever needs to join us in prayer today to be with us now and in the replay, and that you would guide this time and use it to do nothing but honor you. In Jesus' name, amen. We are in Philippians 3, verses 1 through 6. That means we're halfway through the book of Philippians. There are four chapters in this book, so we are halfway through, starting the third chapter. And the main focus in this chapter is humility, victory, and maturity. To recap where we are in this text, before I jump into today's passage, Paul had been urging the Philippians to live lives worthy of the gospel. And he had given us three examples of selflessness, service, and suffering. 
Now, I want to explain one thing in this text before I start into it. In this passage, Paul is talking about false teachers. He's saying, be aware of false teachers. But when he refers to the dogs, the evil workers, and those who mutilate the flesh, you're going to hear those three terms. He's not talking about three different kinds of false teachers. He's talking about what's called the Judaizers in three different ways. Dogs were a common term of contempt in his world, one that the Jews often called the Gentiles. Here is Paul's using it on the Jews, using it to call Jews that. He calls those who think they're righteous and promoting righteousness evildoers. And because they're promoting circumcising Gentiles, that's why he calls them the mutilators of the flesh. So in case you think, well, that's silly. We're glad we don't have to deal with that today. Let me just say that that attitude is alive and well today. We just use a different term for it. We call it legalism. It's anything that we add to faith in Christ for salvation. It's Jesus and, like Jesus and reading your Bible every day, or Jesus and quitting drugs, or Jesus and tithing. None of those things are wrong. They're just dangerous and wrong as additional requirements alongside grace. So here we go. Let's jump into Philippians 3, 1 through 6. It says, In addition, my brothers and sisters, rejoice in the Lord. To write you again about this is no trouble for me and is a safeguard for you. Watch out for the dogs. Watch out for the evil workers. Watch out for those who mutilate the flesh. For we are the circumcision, the ones who worship by the Spirit of God boast in Christ Jesus and do not put confidence in the flesh. Although I have reasons for confidence in the flesh. If anyone else thinks he has grounds for confidence in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised on the eighth day of the nation of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew born of Hebrews, regarding the law of Pharisee, regarding the zeal I persecuted the church, regarding the righteousness that is in the law, blameless. Let's pray those verses. Father, I'm so grateful for all the writing that Paul did. I love his letters, and this one especially. He says, in addition, that we are to rejoice in you. So in addition to the things that he was talking about, the examples he gave us of selflessness and servanthood and what was the other one? Um, Selflessness, service, and suffering. (laughs) Of course, I forget suffering, right? He tells us to rejoice in you. So as we are serving, as we are suffering, as we are living our lives for you, Jesus, we are to be rejoicing. Our attitude should be joyful. We're supposed to watch out for those who teach false doctrine, who teach anything that is Jesus and. And however we are living that in our own lives, I ask for your forgiveness. I ask for you to make us aware of it. Help us lean into repentance. Help us to confess it and turn away from it. Pray that you would show us if that's happening in our lives, whether we think that we have any of those should, I should be doing this and then you will love me more, which is just untrue. I pray that you would reveal that in our churches and in our church, as we think of it, Church Universal, that anything that our churches are preaching that is Christ and would be silenced. That a population of believers who knows what that means would rise up and refuse to acknowledge that, would refuse to listen and pay attention to that, that that would be removed from your church. Pray in our own lives and in the church universal that that would be true. 
I pray that we would be people who Paul describes as the circumcision, that we would be people who worship by the Spirit of God, that your Spirit in us would be leading us into a lifestyle of worship, that we would boast in Christ Jesus, that our confidence and our, uh, (laughs) like a fancy word for base of operations, but our foundation, that's the word I was looking for, the foundation of our life would be Jesus and nothing else. And that that is what we would boast in, not in our circumstances, not in our wealth, not in our power, not in our influence, not in our children, not in our jobs, nothing else, but that we would boast in Jesus only. I pray that we would not put confidence in those things. Paul was the ultimate Jew. He had the pedigree, he had the behavior, he had the mindset, he had the influence, he had all the things, and yet he considered it worthless. I think that's actually the next series of verses, but he had all the trappings to be able to boast in his circumstances. Whatever ours are, let us also not boast in them, not have confidence in that stuff. Confidence in what we do, who we are, but only in the fact that we are in relationship with you. Pull that into our hearts in such a way that it is embedded so deeply that that is how we respond to everything, that our confidence is based in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank y'all so much for joining me in prayer today. If you're watching the broadcast on the Grace and the Gravel Road Facebook page and you found it encouraging and you know someone else who would love to pray with us, invite them to be here with us on Wednesday at 10 a.m. Central. We will be back here again on Wednesday. This is a different rotation, I know. If you're a podcast listener, subscribe to the show, share it with a friend so that they can join us as well. That would be awesome. We are brought to you by Grace in the Gravel Road, who gives you the truth and tools to help you live the life that God wants of you. My heart is, as we get together and pray each time we do, that we will all grow in our prayer lives. Pray that God would use this time to direct your heart in your circumstances, as He uses it to direct my heart in my circumstances. Pray that He will answer these prayers in mighty, mighty ways. But most of all, my hope and prayer is that you will fall deeper in love with the God who gave us these words that we are praying. Amen. Amen.